When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture and Fandom News. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and this week it's just Tiff and I. So I've got one of my sexy ladies with me this week. And on Friday's episode, we are wrapping up Horror Month with a look at some of our favorite haunted spots. So we're just going to talk about like, quote unquote, real life haunted spaces and We'll determine, I don't know what Tiff's beliefs are when it comes to ghosts, but we'll be talking about that. So get ready to get spooked, maybe. Maybe you'll be a little bit scared. Sorry, I said that word. I should, I'm trying so hard not to say that word. I want to um, say something. There's a, there's a, and I should have, I'll have to find it again. No, it's in my DMs. Never mind. But there's a whole video that people should watch about why the S P O, that, that word is not a good word to use. And the racist connotations behind it. And so I'm trying to be very so much better about not using it. But I want I'll share it in the link so people can look at that because we should try and not use that word anymore. Um, and I know a lot of people I didn't know about the history of the word. So we're all learning and hopefully we can take that and keep growing. So let's choose another word there. So scared, we're gonna get creeped out. Uh, we're gonna have nightmares. No, we're not gonna. <laughs> Gonna have thrills and chills <laughs> and all sorts of ills. Ills. <laughs> well, you know, ills is in like not the sickness style. Ills. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I just needed basically. I just needed a word to rhyme with thrills and chills. <laughs> we're not going to take some pills. <laughs> no, we're, we're not skills. grill. We're not going to grill. So <laughs> we're learn new skills. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, scary skills. (laughs) (laughs) But before we try and scare each other, we are going to first get into some pop culture and fandom news. And Tiff, what are you into right now? Well, so I have, you know, your listeners have grown up with this one who is four and exceptionally loud. You can actually not hear her right now. It's a miracle. Uh, but my youngest anyway, she's in pre-K and we read every night. So I'm trying to um, make sure just like what I did with her older sister, my oldest is to really like still instill in her an appreciation for like black authorship. So we are going through, I've got 
basically almost all of Vashti Harrison's um, books. She's an outstanding children's author and illustrator. Her illustrations are absolutely gorgeous. We're working our way through the Little Leaders uh, section right now, the those books. And the, the illustrations are, they are adorable. I mean, they are, they are, they're just, they're absolutely adorable. Think, um, I don't know if you remember Precious Moments, the figurines and they had like a, it was, oh, yeah. you know, like a, yes. So they had the figurines and they had the Bibles and all that kind of stuff, you know, more like a religious overtone things. But think of that style, but more refined and for women of color. And it's all based off, and it's all, you know, historical women of color. So it's excellent. My little one, she loves them. She, she likes looking at the pictures. We like reading together. Uh, so we're working our way through those. I have like four more books of hers to, you know, to read with her. And we're swapping them out with my sister for my niece, who's the same age. So they, they're in the same class at school. So we're going to, you know, sharing is caring, essentially. So <laughs> everybody is getting on the Vashti Harrison bandwagon right now. So having a really nice time reading the books because they're, they're really, I love the way they look. I do. I love the, I love the look. I love the feel. I love the tone of them. So, and I learned. Yay. That's awesome. Especially when you're able to learn along with your kids too. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. because there are some I mean she covers some people that it's like wow they're the oldest university in the world which is based in um, I believe Tunisia uh, that was pretty much founded and financed by a woman so there you go oh wow yeah yeah I didn't know that so cool awesome awesome well I mean, I'm into this and I'm also was disappointed. So yesterday we're recording this on the 14th of October. And yesterday, of course, was Friday the 13th. And everyone who loves horror films and loves October and loves this month overall was is very was very excited that there was a Friday the 13th in October because that doesn't happen every year, of course. And of course, there was like, you know, the eclipse and all that stuff, too. Uh, so I went with my sister to a haunted house. Now I have, I've said this before in an episode, I can watch scary movies like back to back to back to back. I have a very hard time with haunted houses. I actually get very, very scared very easily. I scream. I, I, I like get really nervous just like standing in line to go into one, but decided to go to one here in Colorado called, um, Frightmare Complex, and it's supposed to be, it's like the oldest running haunted house in Colorado. Like they've been on operation like 35, 40 years or something like that. And everyone talks about how scary it is. And so we went, we even did like the VIP, so you don't have to stand in line. And we were like the first group of people in these, uh, this uh, married couple went with us. There were four of us. You know, they they had been before and they were saying how scary it was and how awesome it is to go like before everybody else and you get to first see everything and and all of this. So we're hyped up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad there are, you know, there's four of us so I can be in the middle. That's what I like to do. <laughs> Buffers are important. Yes, exactly. And like, you know, peeking around the corner. This was not scary. 
I this was like one of the most disappointing. I was shocked because this place has been hyped up and hyped up. And the scariest part was there was part where there was like fog and you couldn't see, like you could not see. So you had to feel your way around. That was that was freaky. And then there was also a part where like the floor you sunk into the ground. And so that was not fun. And the floors moved. And there was a part where you went into a church and there was a really creepy people in there, but you saw them ahead of time. So you knew they were going to be there. That was the problem is most everybody you saw ahead of time. And the person with the chainsaws, people with chainsaws always freak me out when they're chasing you. So I didn't like that. But so it was kind of disappointing. It was like, okay. And then it was over. There was one part I liked where you had to, the last part you ended up in like a um, trailer park and these people were talking about how they were going to eat you. And so you walked into like a trailer and you were basically trapped and then you see a fridge and you're going to have to walk through the fridge. And so you open the fridge and this, this woman comes out and um, she was really great. She came out and the, um, the guy we were who was in our group, he he was really tall. And so the woman came out and said, you're a tall drink of water. And it was really funny. So that was cute. But that was the end. We went through and then it was over. So I was like, okay. But so it's weird to put this in the first one because I was it was a letdown. And then afterwards, you know, my sister's like, let's go to another one. I really want to get scared. I'm like, uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> But I'm just proud of myself that I didn't scream once, not at all. I was fine, and it was probably because it really wasn't that scary. Uh, but I did get to take a picture with my horror comfort character at the end. You know, M.M. is what I'm calling him. And so that was fun. It, it was it was like just like a, a mask and like um a, a, there was a poster. So it wasn't like he was actually there. That would have been cooler. But uh, – but yeah, so I'm just proud of myself, but I'm also disappointed in what was supposed to be the scariest haunted house in Colorado. So, but I made it through it. I survived. Like at the end, they said, you made it through. And I'm like, okay. And all I got was this shirt. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even get a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was only like a half an hour, if that, and it was so quick, and it was just like, okay. Uh, but anyway. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, well, let's move on to one thing in pop culture or fandom. That you are excited, upset, et cetera, about Tiff? My excitement. Well, I don't, it's not excitement. It's just that I have been very much obsessed uh, riding into during my commute during the week of listening, besides my, of course, 
favorite podcast, which is It's a Fandom Thing Odd, as well as my other favorite podcast, which is Bed Red If You Can. Shout out to my other sexy ladies, Carla and Meg. Um, but I've been listening to Morbid with, uh, which is a true crime, uh, podcast. Uh, their hosts are Elena and Ash. They're aunt and niece, but they grew up like together. They're only like, I think 12, 13 years apart or something like that. So they grew up like sisters. Um, and they are hilarious together. Number one, their dynamic is so funny, but number two, they really give you some very, very interesting cases. Some of the things that you, yes, you will know about, um, because they're, they're recent, like, uh, um, gosh, what's her name? Lori Vallow. I don't know if you remember the, the mommy doomsday killer, the oh, one who, oh, yeah, yeah, like who oh, went, who yeah. schlepped off to Hawaii. She was like yeah. married four times, schlepped off to Hawaii, wouldn't tell anybody where her children were and everything like, yeah. So they covered her case. Yeah. So a lot of like really popular stuff, but then a lot of things that you like would never know. Like they did a, a case on Betty Page. I had no idea that she had serious mental health issues to the point where she attacked her landlady when she was in her, I think, 40s with a knife and like, mm. like cut this poor woman to like badly. And she was committed like three times because she kept, she was a danger. They deemed her a danger to herself and a danger to society. Unfortunately, when she got committed, this was like in the, I think the early 70s. And then, you know, obviously the standards of those mental health facilities were not up to snuff really. So they would release her after six months or so, and she's still having the same issues. So I think they diagnosed her as a schizophrenic, paranoid schizophrenic. Um, but that was a really interesting case. I had no idea. The only thing I knew about Betty Page was, you know, pinup. That's what I knew about Betty Page. So they come up, yeah, so they give you some really interesting things, not only about true crime, though, but also, you know, in the spirit and theme of this season of chills and thrills. Um, they also do, like, listener tales that cover haunted places. They do a whole Haunted Road series. Uh, they covered other haunted places like in Scotland and in Australia. It's a lot of fun. So if anybody's listening, you know, looking to listen, if you've listened to all of It's a Fandom Thing Pod and you've listened to all of Bedwetter Behead, you know, and you're looking for something else, because of course you're listening to those two things first. If you're looking for something else, you know, just give Morbid a, a, little, a little listen. It's a great commute, you know, it's great for commuting and things like that. Um, my commute is excessively long and irritating. So, you know. The, the cases that last like an hour and a half, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, I knew um, there's a great, it's, it's an indie film, but I still don't know how independent it is. So I'd have to look it up. There's a, there's a great biopic about Betty Page because I don't think a lot of people know uh, who, she really was because not just, not just the part that Tiff is talking about, but also um, just the way she handled her own sexuality and her body and how she used that. And so it's a really, really good 
Yeah, it's interesting to learn about these people that I think, especially if you weren't like around during that time, during their height of popularity, popularity to learn about who they really were and the stuff that was kind of airbrushed in a way for um, for the consumer. So, yeah. Well, uh, this is this. I'm I'm putting this in here because it's related to fandom. Because all the people that I do this with, I met through fandom. So I participate in an annual gift exchange thing that goes on for a few weeks, and then in December we meet, we reveal called um, Secret Krampus. So instead of Secret Santa, it's Secret Krampus, which Krampus is the more like scary version of Santa Claus in a way. And so we are starting that. And I'm very excited about that. I'm, of course, not going to say who I'm a person for, but I'm very excited about who I got this year. And I just love doing it every year because uh, it's just an interesting way to get to know people that you already know, but you know different sides of them. You know, like, Maybe stuff they haven't shared before about certain pop culture stuff that they love a lot, certain fandoms they're in, certain hobbies that they have, certain um, creative outlets that they have. And so that's always very, very interesting to me when I'm doing this. And also, it's just interesting to fill out the little form. We have a form that we fill out and to fill it out and to update it, change it you know, like uh, with new things that I'm into, things that I'm sick of, things that I have way too much of, even when I'm like, I don't have way too much of those, but yes, I guess I do. Uh, so it's just, it's a fun little way to get to know people in in fandom. And I like the fact that we do it with a different name than Secret Santa and we do it for a few weeks. And then what we do, and this all goes into the fandom that we're part of, and you'll know Instantly, the show I'm talking about, I've been mentioning a certain character from the show for weeks now, so you should know. But we end it with, we all get together and we bring a gas station gift. So we have to go to the gas station and pick up something from the gas station and wrap it in newspaper or in the bag. I mean, sometimes people bring stuff and you're like, I know you didn't get that at a gas station. (laughs) But so that's fun. You know, you pick up like, you know, like random trinkets and that's probably the best part actually is the gas station gift at the end so that's what i am excited about is that that's kicking off so yay lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so for our last topic, sadly... <laughs> Negotiations between SAG-AFTRA and the AMPTP are at a standstill because AMPTP is, they are selfish pieces of shit, basically, is the best, the kindest way I can put it, because they came to the table when SAG was resuming negotiations after WGA um, resolved their strike 
And they came to the table with, from what people are saying, was a worse offer than before they went on strike. And it's just like, I, I honestly had hope. I was like, the SAG after strike is probably going to end in a couple of weeks. But yes, they are two different branches. They're looking for different things. The big, big, one of the biggest holdups, of course, is AI and how they want to basically be able to use like any actor's likeness so that like, um, you know, they, they can like, if an actor doesn't want to do a sequel, they can use their likeness anyway. So it's really messed up and weird. But all the unions got together and they released a statement yesterday calling on the AMPTP to resume talks immediately. Because a, this is not just affecting, of course, actors. This is affecting everybody in the industry because people are losing their homes. Uh, people are losing their health insurance. And this is all because of these selfish, greedy people who can't give up less than like 1% of what they make. It's so ridiculous. And they're, of course, trying to turn it around and say that the actors are being ridiculous, the unions are being ridiculous, and this is going to raise consumer prices. And they're already going to raise those, you know. So it's just, uh, it just is so frustrating. So Tiff, do you think with all of this happening now, and with their not even a mention yet of them coming back to the table again, do you think there is at all a possibility that this strike is going to end this year? Short answer, no. <laughs> oh, you want me to elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you want to. I kid, I kid. Um, yeah, I had, when when this whole thing went down, I always had a feeling that it would be, that the writers would be the easier strike to finally get settled. I just had, a, it was something in my mind that I had a feeling that that was going to happen. And the whole thing, as you said, it hinges on that use of AI. It hinges on it because as an actor, if I'm an actor, I do not want a studio to have access to my likeness to do things that I don't want to do. If I'm not signing up for a sequel, it's because there is a reason that I don't want to sign up for a sequel or that I physically am unable to sign up for a sequel. So if I have another another project in the works where I can't do it, then you either A, need to reschedule or B, you need to scrap it for now and come back to the table later. What you don't do is take my face and my body or even just my face and put it and superimpose it on somebody else's similar body type to generate some Franken actor type of deal. How? I, no, absolutely not. And because I think this is such a sticking point, and I do think that it's important that they stick to their guns on this, do not let that go. Absolutely not. They're not getting it. This strike is not ending this year. It's not ending this year. We're already, you know, into the meat of October. It's not ending this year. And I had... um 
incredible information from two inside sources, aka my friends that work in the industry. <laughs> but I won't give their names. <laughs> but one, I will say this: one is a um, is a television director, and one is a um, VP and SVP for a major premium channel, and they both said that it wasn't going to end this season. This season. It wasn't going to end this year. I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm in sports ball mode right now. Sorry. <laughs> no, I thought that was actually perfect. <laughs> the basketball the basketball season starts up in like two weeks. So I'm in sports ball season right now, folks. Yeah, they, they both said like from the very get-go that they didn't think it was um, going to uh, going to be ending. This, this year that we will probably be into maybe the end of first quarter, you know, first fiscal quarter of next year and the end of first fiscal quarter next year would be like March before they got an actual deal. Oh, wow. I was thinking like January, but wow. Mm -hmm. And that could just be like, you know, that could be like more of a tax purposes thing also for studios as well. So if they could stretch it out, you know, it's not only just not having to pay for, you know, increased pricing for blah, 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 whatever, insurance, health, you know, healthcare and all that kind of stuff for people not making that threshold like the writers did, but also, um, and the AI sticking point. But if I don't have to pay taxes on certain things that didn't get made in 2023, Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Yeah. And it is, it's so detrimental to the industry as a whole, because as you said, this is people's livelihoods beyond actors. Oh yeah. This is, I mean, this is folks, this is, you know, union drivers, you know, transportation. There are the, the, any type of the, the makeup artists, the hairstylists, um, craft services, you know, uh, I think like the, the accounting firms that a lot of these studios work with, they are okay because they have other clients that they also work for. A lot of times they just use these firms. So the people that are attached to a certain account, like with blah, blah studio will still have work. So that's not the necessary issue, but it's those other things, you know, those other folks who are like either a, like actually work for the studio itself, or if they're unionized, that's a little bit better because they could have other opportunities to work for other outfits that are not attached to the studio because the union is, is, you know, parceling them out for other things, which can happen as well. So um, if you are in that sort of thing, like I really hope that you're doing okay. Keep walking that picket line. Uh, Kaiser got what they wanted. Yeah. Writers, you know, WGA got what they wanted. So just keep, keep pushing, keep holding on. Nah, no scabs. This is a, this is a, <laughs> this is a no scab network. <laughs> yeah. Wow. See, I had, I, I had heard, um, January, like mid January. Um, I had not heard March. That is Wow. Yeah, I and see when this first started, I was like, "This isn't ending until the end of the year or the beginning of next year." 
But then I naively thought, because of the Writers Guild getting such a great deal, I naively thought, well, that means, of course, SAG-AFTRA, it's going to be a matter of a few weeks and it'll be fine. And then I think, you know, I read something where someone said, that's exactly what AMPTP was counting on, is if they were able to get the WGA one and get them a good deal, that they were counting on the fact that there would be guards would be down a little bit and they'd be able to get like a worse deal for, for SAG after it. And of course it is that sticking point of the AI. And I think from what I've heard and from people as well is a lot of what I have heard, the only way this is going to get resolved is not only through people striking but through the shareholders. Shareholders are going to start getting pissed because they're going to start losing money. And so the shareholders start losing money, their voices sadly will matter more to the to the streamers and to AMPTP and stuff like that. And what I've heard is that might be, you know, the thing that actually gets it moving a little bit. But it's so sad to me because there are going to be so many people when this strike is finally settled that are not going to have their houses anymore, their savings. They're not going to have health insurance. They're, a lot of them probably are going to leave the business. So it's, it's very heartbreaking to me. And there, and it affects so many. I mean, it even, you know, you even look at like, uh, PR firms, anything like that. You look at, um, there is a book coming out in December that we are holding off on. We have an interview with the people who wrote it, but we're holding off on that because it's very much talking about a huge, big show. And so, you know, we're not going to release that until the strikes are up and they've held their book back. But are they going to have to keep holding their book back? And so even though that's that's a different thing, it's still in the same realm of like there are so many people affected by this. You know, a lot of podcasts. I know, honestly, most podcasts, honestly, are still doing the same stuff. I There are very few podcasts that have actually stopped covering struck work. A lot of podcasts did it for a little bit of time. But I think a lot of them got to the point where they're like, well, I'm never going to be a part of that union and I'm that's not what I'm looking for and I'm not even making money at this. So I'm just going to keep doing what I was doing. And I and I get it. I totally understand it because I, I think it's hard because you're like, well, why should I? This isn't even part of me. For me personally, I I have no plans for us crossing that picket line and starting to cover different things. But we are very fortunate in the fact that we cover so such a variety of stuff that it's not like we, like I said, when the strike began, we could do a couple of years of just music episodes. So we would not run out of stuff. But I feel for people who can't do that, you know, it's like, well, do I just give up on my dream here? Do I just stop doing this? How does that look? Uh, so I, I understand the conflict. I'm not at all, of course, encouraging crossing picket lines, that kind of stuff, but I understand where some of the, where that comes from. 
Um, and then there are, of course, other ones that actually are allowed to, like there is a um, there's podcasts that cover certain shows, like their rewatch ones where they have like the stars from the show and they actually have waivers. They're allowed to keep doing that. So if you're listening to those and you're like, how are they allowed to do this? They've been granted permission because they had different contracts with like, say, like um, iHeartRadio and stuff like that. So then they were able to continue doing it. But, you know, and reviewers, people that are actual like journalists and do that stuff, they are not included in people that can't cover things. So it's a very tricky uh, thing to maneuver and to look at. For me, a big reason, not just because I want to respect the unions and stuff, but I also don't want to do that and then have, if I ever get certain people on here, I would totally understand if they wouldn't want to be on here because they know that I crossed the picket line and promoted or covered stuff. Um, but I know we get, I, but Hey, I, I know, I know there are advertisements for stuff that we would not cover on here. I understand that. Um, that's something I do not control, um, as far as like what's going to be on there. And so, yeah, so there is, you know, there is a, it's a very weird time right now, for anything in this industry. It's a, it's a weird time for labor in general and labor unions in general because everything is, you know, I think people are really, really, really starting to see the truth of what capitalism is and um, all that stuff. And so, you know, you'll see these great bright spots like Kaiser. It took just that, you know, one time strike of just like, you know, a few days, which was all they were legally allowed to do. That's why it didn't stretch out longer. They're just legally allowed to do that for them to get a, a really good contract. So it works. Strikes work. It's just hard work. And for some, it's taking longer. And, you know, it's such a different world right now. I think if we didn't have streamers and if it didn't if the industry didn't look like it does now, the strike would probably be over by now. But I think it's such a different world and a different, um, you know, a different type of uh, Hollywood, really. So I think that's why it's taking longer. But stay strong. And I know it's, I just can't even imagine. It's got to be so difficult for so many people out there. So, and also, you know, for the big names out there, you have a little bit more power, a little bit more. So try and use your big power to try and help with us. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Tiff, for joining me this week. And if you want to just let everybody know where they can find you. Well, I'm here. I'm there. Sometimes I'm everywhere. But for right now, just take a peek. Type in who is Tiff is me. You'll see me. On Instagram. Yeah, I'm on the gram, but I'm under private, so you'll have to ask me for permission. And, you know, find <laughs> me on find me on Discord. <laughs> That's where me and my sexy ladies hang out. Um, I'm on that thing that is, like, abstract. It used to be known as Twitter, but it's not known as Twitter anymore. So, <laughs> who knows what it's actually called now? So, I'm on there. I might answer. See, I didn't deactivate. Could have, but I didn't. So that's me. Who is Tiff is me? 
and I'm still working on my screens. <laughs> Thank you, Tip. Uh, remember, you want to follow. Well, you don't. You don't want to follow me because I'm also private on Instagram, but. Unless I know who you are, I'm not allowing you to follow me. No offense to you. It's just I get so many weird friend requests like every day. So I am not. So I'm just, you know, unless I know who you are, sorry, it's not happening. But it's not very exciting anyway. So <laughs> it's not like you're missing out on anything. Um, but you don't want to follow me on Twitter because I, 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 wrote something on Twitter yesterday and I think it was like one of the first times that I have written anything on Twitter. Like it was amazing. But you want to follow Fergie because she is a cute, funny, goofy dog. So follow her on TikTok at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. It's long, but it's worth it. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at Fandom Thing Pod, no it's in that one. On Instagram at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. On TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, if you are once again, you know, I um I want to put it out there. If you are a member of SAG AFTRA and you would like to come on and talk about the strike or any union member that is working um, in the industry or is not working right now and you'd like to come on and discuss things, please feel free to reach out to us via our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com. Click the contact us button there and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Reminder, I'm going out of town soon. So, you know, I'll if I'll probably get back to you in November. So just to let you know, but I will get back to you. <laughs> Uh, and while you're there, consider becoming a Patreon supporter today for as little as three bucks a month. You will get, um, sorry, all of a sudden I'm free. Everything is leaving my brain. You will get ad-free content there. You will get bonus episodes, uh, all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, Carla and I, this is a fully independent movie. In fact, if you read one of the trivia facts on IMDb, this movie was so independent because the writers and director wanted to have full control of this movie. And that's the movie, The Invitation from 2015. Remember, once again, this is not the vampire movie, but Carla and I just recorded this. I'm hope hopeful this will be out by then. I'm doing it like no editing. I'm dropping everything without editing. So woohoo, an unedited video too. You know, not only do you get the audio, you get the video. Yeah. So click the support us tab on our website or go to the show notes and click the link there. And on our next episode, Tiff will be back to wrap up horror, horror, not horror, horror month. Not hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> And not whores divorce. <laughs> a smorgasbord of a uh, 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 display of hor- horror, not whores. A display of whores. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, <laughs> <but> we'll, be, <laughs> we'll be talking about some of our favorite real life haunted places. So we'll see if we can scare each other, if we can scare all of you. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate.
everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.